Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Graymar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graymar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Let's go. Now, from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida, and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, here's Matt Pauley. And we do welcome you into a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. My name is Matt Pauley. Look who we found. Tom Ackerman is here, too. Hey, Tom. Wow, you've been keeping up the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. This place looks great. Nice job. Uh, it has been Fun, I know, to hear you down here for a lot of our listeners. It's great to join you. You and I will be together this entire week covering the club. We are, and I, I, I want to talk a little Cardinals with you, but I also wanted to bring you on right at the beginning. It's our first show of the week here on a Monday. It was a spectacular St. Louis sports weekend, specifically with City SC playing their first ever home match and winning and the St. Louis University women's basketball team punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Two things that you are very closely connected to. I mean, just as you think back on on St. Louis sports weekends, this was a really, really special one. It was an absolutely dreamlike weekend at City Park, first and foremost. That was amazing. And then to top it off, before I jumped on a flight to Jupiter to see the slew women who I've been around all season called a number of their games, they went from 6-16 and 16 to 17-17. and 17. Hmm. They went 11-12 of 12 down the stretch, and they win the Atlantic 10 tournament. Matt, they had never been in an Atlantic 10 final ever. They'd never played in the championship game. They joined the league in 2005. Now here they are in 2023. They go to the final. They knock off Rhode Island, the second best team in the league. They knock off the number one team in the league, UMass, and they advance to the NCAA tournament. They've never done it. This, however, is the second tournament back-to-back for Rebecca Tillett Mm -hmm. because she did it last year with Longwood. She comes in, first-year coach, and guides this team to the tournament. What an incredible game, too. They win it in overtime, 91-85, an absolute thrill ride. And then, you know, coming off Arch Madness and that craziness over at Enterprise Center, I was all basketball for a long time. And then here comes St. Louis City SC. This soccer team wins its first two games, fourth MLS expansion team to do that, go 2-0. and and the atmosphere at City Park was off the charts. 22,423 people, many others kind of milling about outside the building and watching it on Apple TV and listening to it on Y98. 
it is just going to continue to grow from here. It was incredible. St. Louis has taken some hits here recently, and it's weekends like these. You and I, we both grew up in this city. We love St. Louis. It's weekends like this where we're really able to puff out our chest a little bit and say, hey, look at us. We're, we're pretty good at this whole thing. We are. We're really good at sports. We're really good at sports. We're really good at partying. We're really good at hospitality. And we're a, a very fractured at times region. But sports do it again. Mm-hmm. They always do it. They unify us. They bring us together. A collection of people inside that building and beyond because Arch Madness was going on. You had Trevor Noah was right down the street at Seafield Theater doing his comedy routine. You had, you know, people are coming in this weekend for the Battle Hawks. They're going to say, you know, hold my beer. <laughs> Watch what we yeah. can do. That crowd's going to be out of control. So, you know, it's, it's great to have it again. And then here comes March 30th with the Cardinals opening day. So we're back. The St. Louis sports scene is the one that rallies it always. And, yes, it was very, very special to be able to see all those people in downtown West, an area that just doesn't have that kind of history. You know, you've got St. Louis University in Midtown. You have Enterprise Center at 14th and Clark. And, of course, the heart of downtown is Bush Stadium just to the north of Dome. We've had all of that. But we've never had anything like that west of Union Station. It's an area that's desperately needed it, and it was incredible. I mean, the stadium looks like you're in a dream, and but it really did happen. You mentioned the Battle Hawks. They send out the press release this past week, and the headline is opening up the 300 level. And my initial reaction is, okay, cool, first game of the year. They're going to open up the 300 level. There's going to be a really good. And then I read it, and it says, they're selling season tickets in the 300 level. So that doesn't mean that they're opening it for one game. That means the expectation is they're opening, they're selling season tickets. So you're committed to having that section open, that level's open for the year. That says something about what's going to go on with them. Yeah, totally. You know, they lost their game to D.C. That doesn't matter. You know, the, the, the whole point is that it's just a chance for fans to have a good time and rally and, and be around something that they like, which is football. It is a great football town. And the 300-level single-game tickets went on sale this morning. So on top of the season ticket holders who are making that investment, there are now single-game tickets available for the 300-level. And I would not be surprised if they went to the 400-level at some point later in the week if tickets are selling briskly because you could drop the price and make it affordable for everybody. And that's what you want. You want, that, you want sports to be available to everybody. And... You know, St. Louis City SC, those tickets are hard to get. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to go to games and, and all that if you have the ability to get in there. But there are a lot of people that are huge sports fans that can't get in there. There's only 22,000. You know, this is a, the dome is 66,000. I mean, it's three times that size. And they're moving tickets right now. It's going to be incredible, I think, that atmosphere. I was around for. Battlehawks 2.0, well, 1.0, XFL 2.0 or 3 or version, whatever the heck that was, pre-COVID, and that was nuts. Now you're talking about, you know, this is here to stay, and it's going to be here for a while. I like A.J. McCarron. He came on, and he said, let's fill the place. Yeah. Forget that. Let's, let's fill the whole place. You know, the former Alabama quarterback guy's been in some big atmospheres. He won't be, uh, you know, unfamiliar with that. So it's going to be awesome, and – 
as we get to know those players, I think that'll be a lot of fun also. Little Cardinals, before we get you out of here, they win uh, earlier today. But more importantly, Jack Flaherty and Steven Matz both look really good. And if those guys stay healthy and pitch anywhere close to their potential for a full 162-game season, that quiets a lot of the question marks about the rotation. Huge development, especially if Jack feels good tomorrow and the next day coming out of that but I think that he will it was uh lower body that was nagging him a little bit plus he had kind of a you know just down with an illness sort of like flu-like symptoms is how they described it and then he bounces back and pitches like that yeah that was big I was listening to you call the game you and Claves, how he gets the double play ball and then he bears down and gets the strikeouts he also gave up a home run then comes roaring back mm-hmm. and gets his strikeouts that was a great outing for him. And then Steven Matz, hello. I mean, he's throwing 96. Are you kidding me? And no uh, problem with the pitch clock with him. Right. Oh, yeah. He wor- I love that guy. He works fast. He's got – and, you know, I asked him, what were you happy about? And he, he talked about being able to change speeds. He's working on a changeup. And, you know, he is placing the fastball well, but he's got some other pitches that he works on that, that I think he, – if he's healthy, you're in really good shape. Now you got to see how Wainwright works on getting his velocity up. I think Michael is going to be fine. Jordan Montgomery has a tough first outing, but it's early March. Let's see how it all works together. But you got to have Flaherty and Matts, and they both pitch well on the same day. And Matt, they both pitch well with Wilson Contreras behind the plate. I think is a huge day to have it with your new catcher. I asked Flaherty, what do you like about Wilson? And he said, I like that he – asks a lot of questions hmm. and he's really into the game he, he really comes to me and asks me about certain situations we talk a lot uh, between innings and and uh, you know even when we're out there working and I think that this is a really big day for Wilson Contreras that he was able to get those two pitchers and by the way Drew Verhagen was pretty good he really good he, one of the big keys to the bullpen without yeah. a doubt yeah he wanted us to crack at the starting rotation but he's a key to the pen Tank Hence, a yeah, good pitching day for the Cardinals. It was a really good pitching day. You've had a long – you got in like one thirty in the morning, took a nap. I did. Did I, Total Information AM. I did. I got in, slept for a few hours, did Total Information AM. And you know me, man. I'm riding on adrenaline, just having some fun. Uh, Dave Glover asked me earlier today, do I still get that nervous feeling from like I did back when I first got here in 2001? I said, not nervous, but excited. Mm-hmm. I do get the excitement, the little kid of being back down at spring training it is amazing to think that this is skipping one year because of COVID. 21, I didn't come down here at all. Um, I was down here briefly in, in 20 until they ended spring training, and then last year for about 10 days. So this is my 22nd spring training. That is hard to believe. I'm only 21 behind you. That's, <laughs> this is insane. But I still get the same feelings as I did when I came down here for that first one, that I just – see it as an opportunity to be around the guys, see them working up close, talk to them, be able to tell their stories throughout the year. And, you know, it's a, it's a baseball team that, like the others, are trying to be good. The difference here is, I think, is our fan base. Our fan base really craves information. And for our purposes, spring training coverage, the reason we're down here the whole time is because of them. I'm you know, you you can pretty much summarize baseball and, and what they're doing and, and figure out what the Cardinals are trying to do from afar, I guess. 
But from a Cardinals standpoint, our fans want to know what the heck's going on down here. And so that's why we're here for them. And it has been already a great full day. Now I'm going to go get a bite to eat. I'm going to sleep fast and get after it tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for the time. Good to see you, buddy. That is Tom Ackerman. We'll take a break. More Sports Open Line in just a moment right here on KMOX. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet? With two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back at it on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX on a Monday night. Just a one-hour edition of the program tonight. Uh, we'll be back with you for a full two hours tomorrow, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, our schedule this week, we'll do a full two-hour shows of Sports Open Line Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday, we'll do a countdown to opening day. Mike Claiborne and myself will have you for that from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And Friday, we might get a little bit of Sports Open Line on Friday to wrap things up, maybe half hour or so. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Cardinals are playing on uh, on Friday evening, and uh, that game is going to start at like Five o'clock. Now, in previous years, that would mean there's no way, no chance 
that we would have any sports open line. But uh, with the with the pitch clock and the pace of play and everything that's going on, there's a good chance that we're going to have some sports open line on Friday night. So we'll just have to wait on that one. Our game time earlier today was uh, two hours and 18 minutes. I got into a uh, kind of a deep Twitter debate, Twitter conversation. I always get worried when I um, when I disagree with people on Twitter. So you're, you're going to get like a, a, a view into who I am. I love debate. I love like good spirited debate. I love sitting across from somebody who disagrees with me, but who I respect and being able to like go back and forth and they listen to me and I listen to them. I think it's a lost art and I blame social media uh, and I, I think people just retreat to whatever they believe in and they don't really listen to other people and they don't accept that uh, maybe they don't have it totally right. So I take pride in my ability to listen to other people who challenge what I'm saying and I love it when I, there are other people like that. So I get really, really nervous on social media when I disagree with people because social media is like the most toxic place in the world, especially when it comes to disagreements and it just, it becomes a bad place. And I want to use it as a place to, uh, to be able to have a good conversation, a good spirited debate. So, uh, I got into a conversation with somebody uh, yesterday from uh, our sister station, 97.1 FM Talk, and we were talking about the pitch clock. And he didn't like the pitch clock. He thinks it takes away from baseball, didn't think there was a problem, yada, yada, yada. Uh, basically said people who love baseball don't like the pitch clock. And I love baseball, and I'm all in on the pitch clock. As much as I love the fact that today's game went two hours and 18 minutes, and, and I'm, I'm in favor of games going quicker, um, being done sooner, uh, that's not why I love like that. That's something that's nice. I, I I won't. I'm not gonna be upset that my nights are gonna get done a little bit sooner. Now, if I'm somebody who I went to three, four, five games a year, and I, I do I want the games over in two hours? I I don't know. Like I'm not in that position, so I can't really answer that. But it's not about the game time. It's not about the game time. I, if if games keep going three hours, but the, uh, but the pitches are coming. Like uh, Mike Claiborne and I were talking about this today. So in the second inning today for the Cardinals, they scored six runs. They scored six runs in large part because there were six walks issued by Houston pitching. Six walks. Six walks issued by Houston pitching. Think about that for a second. Think about historically what a game would feel like in an inning where six walks are being issued. It would be dragging on and guys would be coming off the mound and walking around and taking their time delivering. There were six walks issued in that second inning and some hits and some other things that happened as well. And like it, it dragged a little bit because six walks is always going to be six walks, but it, it kept moving. The pitches kept coming. They, they weren't strikes, but the pitches kept coming. And that's what I like about this. I like the fact that it keeps the game moving. Now, people get upset about the fact that uh, you could have a strike three on a hitter not being ready to receive a pitch. And that's not a great situation. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that's a great situation. I don't think that's going to happen very often at all during the regular season. I think hitters and pitchers, for that matter, are going to get used to uh, what they've got, uh, what they've got going, and I think we're not really going to 
even notice the pitch clock that much as as guys get used to it. But it's just being it's being enforced in a really stringent way right now. And you have some situations that don't look great, but I I, I think I think people have uh, are can table their their righteous indignation for the moment and assume. I think it's it's okay to assume that the way things look right now are not exactly the way things are going to look when the regular season gets started. It's uh, it's jumping into the, you know, the deep end here and trying to swim and eventually everybody's going to uh going to figure it out. In our next segment, we're going to do our nightly fun with audio. We'll listen in to uh, Oliver Marmel and some of the things that he had to say both before and after the game today. A lot of it has to do with Jack Flaherty. If you're a Cardinal fan, I don't know how you couldn't be anything but happy about what Flaherty did today. The three innings gives up just one hit. It was a home run. He, he missed on a pitch, I, but it was it was a really good day for him. It was a really good day for him. Five strikeouts in the three innings. Steven Matson came in, did uh, three no-hit innings. But there's so many question marks around Jack Flaherty, and he's somebody who is as important as anybody on this team if they want to go as far as they can potentially go when you look at other starting rotations among the best teams in the National League. So you're talking about the Phillies and the Mets and the Braves and the Dodgers and the Padres. You look at those rotations, the Cardinals really need Jack Flaherty to be the Jack Flaherty at his best of what we saw a few years ago and maybe just maybe today was a step towards that. So we will take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll go through uh, not just Jack Flaherty stuff, but we'll really go through uh, all the narratives of the day. Oliver Marmel had a a lot to talk about, so we'll go through uh, his comments. I'll give you uh, my take on them. That's all coming up next as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, 
Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. We're back on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. My name is Matt Pauley. We've got uh, a couple full shows this week. Uh, we'll be on 6 to 8, both uh, Tuesday and Thursday. And then Wednesday, we will have our weekly countdown to opening day show. Mike Claiborne and myself will be coming your way for that. Just a one-hour show tonight following the SLU Basketball Coaches Show. SLU opens up their 8-10 tournament run coming up on Thursday. We have hit the part of the program we like to call it fun with audio. This is where we go back through what was said by Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel through the day and uh, play back through it this is kind of our opportunity to take the big narratives uh, that were spoken about during the day and we give you our take on them and the first one is Jack Flaherty uh, you couldn't have asked for much more from him. First Grapefruit League start had been pushed back a couple days uh, because of a, a groin issue and because of some flu-like symptoms. He goes out there he misses on one pitch that he gives a home run up on outside of that fantastic three innings just the one hit, five strikeouts, one walk, as you might expect. Manager Oliver Marmel, uh, really happy with everything that he had to see uh, from him. And even before that, uh, we talked a lot about this. So it was before the game, before Flaherty even pitched. He said that Flaherty absolutely has to be a big part of the rotation. We didn't go get another starter based on the fact that we trusted what was in that clubhouse. And Mo made that clear, and I've said it a couple times. But at the end of the day, yeah, we are counting on him to be – be a dude mm-hmm. and he's prepared in a way to do exactly that so sometimes you you place a bet that's what we've done mm-hmm. and uh i'd keep it so once he saw flaherty pitch he was very happy with what he saw stuff looked good he was able to free some guys with the fastball get some swing and miss but uh overall that looked pretty good and he would go on to say that he could not have asked for anything more we're talking about first time out there as well um what he just did was exactly what uh, we would expect. Um, it looked really good. Um, first guy, you can tell, kind of got that out of the way. And after that, laying the slider and everything kind of was uh, super positive after. So, yeah, impressive outing. There was an interesting uh, line of questioning when it came to Flaherty as well about his demeanor and how you can kind of look at him and know beyond just watching him pitch, how you know things are going well. And uh, Marmel did talk about that and mentioned the fact that Flaherty does have the perfect demeanor. This balance of there's a lightness to him, but still a very competitive nature, and that's when you know he's confident. Um, I think when you are stuck with a couple injuries the way he's been um, and you don't feel like you're at your best, it's hard to have the presence and confidence that you would normally carry yourself with. And when he showed up, you can tell that there's this... Like it's there. Um, and when he's feeling that way, there's more of a lightness to him. And I think we've experienced that. Jack Flaherty was not the only pitcher to pitch well. In fact, it was a 
it was a well-pitched game all the way around. Uh, the three pitchers who all threw one inning each in uh, Drew Verhagen, Tinkens, and Chris Stratton, uh, they all go scoreless inning. But after Flaherty, it was Steven Matz who came in, and Matz was phenomenal. Doesn't give up a hit. Uh, four strikeouts, faces off uh, against the minimum, nine batters through his uh, three innings. He was really, really good. And uh, manager Oliver Marmel talked about him as well and uh, said how good Matt's was. Equally as impressive. I mean, that's uh, some pretty quick innings. Pounded the zone, sinker played. Um, his off speed was there. Uh, overall, pretty good shape. So when you look at this team and when you look at the rotation, obviously – it's really, really good for the team if both Flaherty and Mats are able to stay healthy, something they both struggled with last year. That's what we bet on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we sit down in the offseason and talk about what we need and not adding an arm is because we were really counting on those two to look like that. And if they do that, we're in pretty good shape. Another side of the Flaherty Mats thing was who they were throwing to. As Wilson Contreras, we've talked about it a lot, making the decision not to go to the World Baseball Classic. That way he could stay back uh, with his pitchers. Well, he caught all six innings of Flaherty and Mats, and that made Marmel happy. Obviously, as much as we can get them together, the better. That's why he wanted to get those three innings with Mats. Um, right after um, just to be able to catch these starters as much as possible Um, but I thought they worked well together there's a lot of good conversations in between innings between the two of them and then once Jack was off the mound and done with his outing there's more conversation so we saw Dylan Carlson hit a home run but he is continuing to work as the designated hitter both he and Paul DeYoung are having some physical issues that are limiting their ability to throw the ball they can each swing a bat so we've seen them DH but we haven't seen them in the field uh, but according to Marmel they are getting closer to that point we're making progress as of right now DeYoung uh, we're hoping he's uh, in the lineup playing short on Tuesday that being tomorrow, right? It's tomorrow. And um, Dylan's going to DH. Uh, he's going to make some throws, see how that feels, and insert him here in the next few days would be the hope. Will he yeah. go on the trip? To... They, they both will, yeah. yeah. Carlson still taking uh, advantage of the opportunity to be the DH. Just absolutely destroyed a pitch. I think it was 108 off the bat. Uh, and Marmel was very happy with that home run and what it could mean for Carlson moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be the key um, to his season is the ability to do that. I think we saw a very productive right-handed hitting Dylan last year. And um, the thing that kept them in and out of the lineup was consistency from the left side and then just being able to produce as far as doubles and homers from that side um that doesn't mean he has to be this power hitter but um being able to impact the ball what he did today yeah that plays yeah one of the interesting things though right now is it's a three-way competition for center field right now but none of the guys are available to play center field uh, as Tyler O'Neill and Lars Newtbar are both at the WBC. And then you have Dylan Carlson, who's banged up right now. So he's not available either. Uh, the Cardinals, and I don't think many people saw this coming, uh, the Cardinals end up ended up playing a, a really young player in Victor Scott II in center field. He's number 29 on the MLB Pipeline Top 30 prospect list uh, for, the, uh, for the Cardinals. So cool to have him in there and more about him in a moment. But the bottom line is it's a three-way competition for center field, 
and you don't have any of those guys available to play center field. But Marmol's not real worried about that competition, even with Carlson out for the moment. There's still plenty of time in spring, especially uh, with uh, Tyler being out. He was going to get the majority of the starts in center, knowing that he's leaving today. Um, so, no, he gets back in there here in the next couple of days. There's plenty of time for, for that competition to be what it needs to be. And when we talk about the battle for center field, really we can take a step back and talk about uh, the outfield battle overall. And Marvel made the point that it's not just a battle for a spot where, where guys are competing to be the starting center fielder. There are DH at-bats available. There's the opportunity to do some platoon work versus righty, you know, righty versus lefty type stuff. Uh, these outfielders, they are vying for at-bats, but it's more than just getting those uh, at-bats out of a certain outfield spot. There is competition. You have Yeti, you have Burleson, you have Walker and Carlson and Newton. I mean, you go down that TO and you go down that list, there, there are a lot of names competing for those three spots and the DH spot and depending on what you want to do right left side from DH I mean there, there's options but guys are getting opportunities I think that's one of the big things so many players have now left uh, for the World Baseball Classic and that's great for the younger players the non-WBC players the players who are trying to fight uh, for a position on the team but what about from a team development standpoint is it is it okay is it good is it will they be all right not having so many guys for an extended amount of time marmel said he's not worried about team development even with so many players uh playing in the world baseball classic it should but it doesn't like i feel like we can break camp today honestly and and because of like credit to that group in the clubhouse I, i feel like these guys can break today and be in sync um that's why it doesn't concern me as much that they're going away and coming back and we'll have a little bit of time together because of the continuity created in our team meet. We've been super intentional about the meetings that we've loaded up in the front half, knowing that they were leaving compared to spreading it out over time and knowing that we, we have plenty of weeks to do it. So because of where we are collectively from a mindset standpoint, team identity standpoint, um, my concern level is much lower. Yeah, And it seems like Part of the reason, one of the biggest reasons that uh, he's not worried about the team development is because of the strong veteran leadership that the team has. I think it helps that you have, I mean, these guys coming back on the corners. You, I mean, Eddie and Donovan and Go- like these guys, they've been together. Um, and because of it, I mean, Contreras is coming into the group and it's, all, it's interesting to even watch him see how things are done here compared to what he's experienced before and, and just the buy-in that we're getting from him is unbelievable so you have that new addition but you have some common faces um which makes it easier you know? we mentioned a moment ago victor scott the second getting the start in center field we've seen uh tink hence pinched in the game we've seen a lot of uh mason win during this period uh, as well and uh, marmel is really happy that with so many guys at the world baseball classic they are able to get uh, extended look at some of the uh, younger players who are part of the future for the team and it's good because you get a look at them but they know and we know it's going to be short and sometimes they try to do too much because they know that window is real small right and i think we're able to see them for who they are now because they know the window is a little bit longer and um they're able like the mason winds and these guys they're able to go out there and just play and not feel like they have to show you everything they're capable of doing in two games you know so 
yeah, I am enjoying it. And then from the other side of it, from the player side of it, whether a player is actually getting into a game or maybe just sitting in the major league dugout or sitting in the major league bullpen, it's really, really good for these guys to get this type of experience so young in their careers. My hope is that they get more out of the experience and being in the dugout and asking questions and just seeing how other guys go about their work. If he goes 0 for 4, 4 for 4, it's irrelevant to me. And the guy who arguably is taking advantage most of these extra opportunities for young players is Mason Wynn. He has been impressive at the plate, uh, was not as good uh, at the plate uh, earlier today, going 0 for 2 uh, with a strikeout, but it was only the third time he struck out, and he still drew uh, two walks. He was still able to score a run. He's still hitting 400. He still is playing fantastic defense. He's still throwing just BBs over to first base. Earlier this week, uh, he had a 99.9 mile per hour throw from the shortstop position to first base, which is uh, wild. And Marmel said that Mason Wynn is the total package. He's further along offensively than I would have anticipated, um, physically and mentally. And um, I would say his personality lends itself well to this game. You have to have a little bit of, not a little bit, you need a lot of confidence um, and a little bit of I don't care what people think in that mix. And he has both of those. Continuing to talk about when he talked about his attitude specifically and how much he likes the attitude that he brings into everything that he does. The best players take the field and they're respectful of my thoughts, but they don't care about like, I'm just going to go out there and do what I know I'm capable of doing. And when you have that mix um, and not allow this or this to impact how you experience success or failure, it's a good trait. Respectful off the field but not on it kind of thing? No, he's respectful on it too. But there's a difference between like respecting the game and respecting people's thoughts and also like not caring what people think about you. Um, and that's, I think that's always helpful in this industry. And then the last thing I wanted to get into, I think coming into spring training, it kind of felt like the catching tandem was set. Wilson Contreras is the starter. Andrew Kisner is the backup. Kisner has struggled at the plate so far this year, and there have been some uh, other players who have certainly gotten some opportunities. Marmel was asked very specifically if that uh, if the backup catcher spot, whether or not that is actually a competition. I think guys are showing well. Um, I've really uh, liked laying eyes on Barrera. He's done a nice job with uh, the way he thinks through the game as far as game calling goes, uh, just overall presence, and he's taken some some good at-bats as well. Um, we're all familiar with Kiz's ability to really um, – get buying from the pitcher and guys like throwing to him and um he's done a nice job in that backup position and then there's guys i mean that have gotten an opportunity um that even though they may not break with us have kind of opened up our eyes to what's possible down the road yeah basically said it is a competition and there's a lot of guys who are uh, who are doing a number of good things when it comes to that catcher spot. All right, uh, we will take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears for our final segment. The uh, Battle Hawks are getting ready for their home opener. They had a tough loss uh, this weekend. We'll discuss them just a little bit here from a head coach, Anthony Becht. We'll do that next. Sports Open Line, a gray bar sports open line from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter continues in just a moment right here on KMOX. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's leading ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We're back one final time for Sports Open Line right here on KMOX, a gray bar sports open line broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. We talked about it uh, when we started off the show when Tom Ackerman was with us for a few moments. What a, what a great sports weekend it was for St. Louis. City SC doing what they were doing and just the craziness uh, that went along with uh, opening up City Park the way they did really uh, was very, very special. Arch Madness was going on. St. Louis women's basketball punching their ticket into uh, the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, Southeast Missouri State men's basketball did the uh, same thing. And uh, hopefully later on this week we'll have Coach Tillett from the SLU women, and uh, we're going to reach out to Southeast Missouri to see if we can get um, Coach Korn on as well. We had him on during our uh, parade of coaches before the season got started. We'll see if he has any time for us uh, this week. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's just great things all the way around. And then – you have the XFL, and uh, St. Louis does lose for a first time this past weekend as they uh, end up uh, losing uh, to D.C. Uh, final score was uh, 34-28. to So they're 2-1, and one, and they're finally getting set for their home opener. It's going to be at the Dome this weekend. The uh, 300 section has already uh, been opened up for single-game tickets and season tickets. Tickets are continuing to roll. It's going to be a three- Three o'clock kick uh, on Sunday afternoon. Battlehawks against the uh, Arlington Renegades. Uh, Battlehawks coach Anthony Beck spent some time uh, speaking with the media earlier today on a Zoom call. Wanted to play a couple things from him uh, before we get out of here for the day. Uh, first off, he kind of opened up his call reflecting on the loss, but also looking forward to what's going to be a really, really special day coming up on Sunday. You know, tough loss obviously yesterday. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a slow start there with a, a turnover and a big play by them on offense and uh, put us in the hole 14, nothing, uh, give the players a lot of credit for holding the fort down defensively and giving our offense a chance to get back. We have plenty of opportunities in this game, uh, you know, to get in scoring position. Uh, we just have to be better and finish as an offense uh, throughout the game. I thought we moved the ball well offensively. I thought when we were, um, you know, we started to catch our, our stride a little bit after the first 14 points were scored. And uh, going into halftime, I felt like uh, we were really in a good spot. We just had to come out and win the second half. Um, you know, we're able to take the lead, guys. And, and uh, you know, again, we, we gave away a couple big third down conversions, third down and tens, uh, which hurt even more. And offensively, when we had turnovers and we were able to get the ball with kickoff returns and things of that nature to get ourselves in a position to score, uh, we weren't able to do that consistently. So, um, you know, the, I think big picture for us, uh, adding on to, you know, the end of the game antics, uh, you know, that's on me. Uh, that's not the culture that uh, I expect our guys and the way we're supposed to act. Uh, clearly, the league is on top of the situation on what exactly started it, uh, how it started, who was involved. And, um, you know, I got to see every angle and every video and, uh, as long as we're on the same page with the, what the league sees, then we'll live with the consequences. Um, you'll, it'll be both teams at short somewhere, somehow with a fine or a suspension. But I feel good about at least what I saw. And, and uh, I think big picture, you know, there's got to be a way to mitigate those things happening throughout the game 
with uh, issues that pop up and, you know, officiating staff has to stay on top of those things. I tried to, no, I didn't try. I did remind them early on, just, you know, it's, it's brewing. I said, it even got to the point where I said, Hey, call the penalty on us. If we, if we have to get something done, which obviously I don't want to do. So, um, you know, I think all overall, we got to do a better job of, uh, you know, keeping that stuff down so it doesn't end up ending the way it did. But as far as the football game's concerned, we have our opportunities. We had our opportunities at the end. We couldn't convert. I give them credit. Uh, they played a tough physical game. And, uh, you know, they made more plays than us at the end. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a big win for them. And, you know, it's our first loss. You know, oh, uh, two and one on the road. Three games on the road is kind of unprecedented, I think, for any team, any league. And now we're really excited to come to St. Louis. We can't wait to see our fan base. Uh, we expect it to be a ruckus environment. And I can't wait to, you know, walk through those uh, those uh, dome doors and, and see what we got. So it should be pretty special. And I know all the players are excited. And, and continuing on on the idea of how special it's going to be on Sunday, we know that from an attendance standpoint, St. Louis is about as good as it gets in the XFL. It really is cool uh, the way St. Louis is uh, supporting the Battle Hawks, how they supported the first version of the Battle Hawks. We know that uh, The Rock is uh, part of the ownership group of the XFL. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, might we see The Rock in St. Louis this weekend? I mean, if I'm Dwayne Johnson, I'd be there. I mean, that, that'll be one of the best environments we'll have, period. Uh, I'd go to both games, back-to-back at home. but. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, listen, uh, it would be pretty sweet if he was there, but I understand his schedule and his, his commitments. Uh, but I'll be there. My team will be there. So hopefully that's enough juice for our crowd. Uh, I think they're pretty excited. You know, three games on the road, like I said, guys. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not mad at anybody, but it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Traveling, the, the distractions, just little things. I mean, yeah, you work through them because you do it. But three games in a row on the road, I give my, my players a lot of credit. And they hung in there yesterday, too, and we almost made something happen there. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get better from it. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think that, um, you know, this is just going to be a, a great environment for our players, and I'm excited for them to go up in St. Louis and be a part of it. Yeah, it's going to be a great environment. It'd be cool. Hopefully we see uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in St. Louis. I don't know. I have no inside information on this one. It would be uh, clearly pretty darn cool if uh, he could uh, make it in. And, uh, yeah, we'd like to, uh, you know, we, you could pull this one out because uh, City SC, uh, Don Garber, the commissioner of Major League Soccer, he came out to St. Louis for the opening of City Park. It just makes sense that The Rock should come to St. Louis as uh, we uh, get Battlehawks 2.0 officially underway. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the program tonight. Thanks so much for being uh, tuned in. Thanks to Tom Ackerman, who joined us at the top of the show. Uh, thank you to uh, to everybody just being tuned in. And uh, we'll be back at tomorrow, full two-hour program, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock tomorrow evening. Look forward to talking to you then for another Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.